0: Welcome to the Live Fiercely Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Wilford. Each week, I'll empower you with tips to live your best life and tools to grow your direct sales business. So grab a cup of coffee, because you know I have one, and get ready to live fiercely. I'm so excited to be introducing to you Annalise Warren. She is a... Business strategist, marketing mentor, and a CEO for a marketing agency. She's also a mom of three, almost four little people. And I'm excited to have her here today to talk to you more about social media and how you can take your content with social media and really sell to your people, really convert and not just use social media as a way to kill time, because we all do that way too often. So, Annalise, thanks for being here. Can you introduce yourself to the listeners and share your story a little bit?
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me. Sure, I would love to. So, as you can probably hear, I am from Australia, <laughs> right da- right down the very right down the very bottom. Um, so we're heading into summer at the moment, which is lovely, and as Amber mentioned, yes, I'm about to have my fourth last baby so that's exciting um my husband and i started a marketing agency about three and a half years ago and we he was a a carpenter like a general contractor and so that's the industry that we work we work in we work in construction in that in in the agency but after about a year when a year or so when we were both then working in the business from home around our three kids. I started speaking with other mums and who wanted the same thing, who wanted the freedom and flexibility to work from home, who didn't want to put their kids into care for a job that they hated or just you know was just blah. Um, and so I but the kind of businesses that they wanted to to start, weren't the type of businesses that made it viable for them to hire a marketing agency because you know they they wanted an extra maybe five hundred thousand dollars a week to to contribute to their family they didn't want to go and start an empire they didn't want this you know multi tens of thousands of you know income income every month and so i started mentoring them and teaching them how to diy their own marketing and how to how to make sure that they weren't just boosting posts on Facebook and you know donating money to to google on ads with things that weren't were never going to convert and that started really casually with you know with zoom calls every fortnight and now has become what I do now, which is the marketing mentor program and I work with small business owners of all sorts and not just women um, and we, they get access to our agency team so five days a week there's calls and we still do that we help people DIY their own marketing really get in the nitty-gritty and tell them what's working and what's not and, and teach them how to do whatever they they need to do in their business so that's that's me in a nutshell awesome Awesome. Um,
0: Okay. I always love to talk about being a mompreneur, first of all, before we really dive into creating content and that sells. But um, can you talk a little bit more about that? What is that journey like for you? How do you balance life as an entrepreneur and as a mom and wife?
1: Yeah, I think it changes as they grow. So my children now are almost eight or three this week. And I missed the one in the middle, five, he's five. (laughs) (laughs) Middle child, it's five. I was going with the changing, with the changing ages because I'm used to saying seven and two and they're not, they're like almost eight and almost three. Um, Yeah, and and one soon. So, I, I mean, I was working two weeks after my youngest was born But when I say working, I was sending a couple of emails here and there, because you know I was sitting breastfeeding for hours on end, and I just felt like I was going crazy. And so that's the beauty of, for me, of being a mompreneur is being able to do it, to run your business around your kids when it actually suits you. So right now, for example, it is just past six a.m. my time, and this, this is what I do. Maybe two or three times a week, I'm. On a podcast um, at this time because my kids are asleep, and so then I'll work until about seven seven thirty, and then I'll get up and I'll do the the breakfast routine with with my husband, and and then he'll take them to school, and I'll probably go back to work for a little bit. Um, so it's just, I think that for me, the thing is having time blocks on my calendar that. I actually stick to because I love not working and then I love working. And so I can get stuck in either one of those really, really easily. And I could work 15, 18 hours a day and not even notice because I really honestly love what I do so much, but that's not going to be good for my family. It's not going to be good for my relationship. It's not going to be good for my laundry mountain. (laughs) (laughs) So, I need to have, um, yeah, I, I've just figured out when the times are that I want to work and when the times are that I want to be with my kids and tried to balance that as best as possible. And then I try and stick to the calendar, but it's not your typical nine to five whatsoever. But that's the beauty of it, right? We get to choose
0: exactly what, what works for us. Um, I have been preaching time blocking for a while now because it's it's such a big deal if you don't have a plan you're not going to be getting, you're not going to be moving the needle. Like you've been talking about on social media lately, right? You've got to move the needle. And if you're not making a plan for that, that needle going to be as still as it can be. Right. So, yeah. um, and then also you, you talked about, you know, balance and how there's not really a thing as, as balance when you're a mompreneur and we have to be okay with that. Like some weeks, some days feel really work heavy because you've got a lot going on. But once this baby comes, like life is going to be pretty family heavy, you know? Mm. And so um, we have to always be recognizing that sometimes things are going to be more work heavy. And then we fill in the gaps with the family and other weeks are going to be family heavy. And then we get to work as when we can and working in those nooks and crannies. But if, if we don't use time blocking, it, it always feels like we're out of balance. Don't you agree?
1: Totally. Totally. And I think that the word balance people picture something that's like equal parts and I don't think we need equal parts to be balanced for me I don't want equal parts work and exercise to feel balanced but I do want exercise you know in every bit (laughs) do you know what I mean like I think for all of us we have like I, I need to be reading and fe- and feeding my brain. And I need to be seeing my husband every day and, and having those components. Like, I think we need to figure out what those parts are that we need in our every day and make sure that we allow space for them. And no, it's not going to be perfect every day. Of course it's not. And yes, there's going to be times when you're launching and you are working 12 hour days for a season with a light at the end of the tunnel. Like for now I've been, I mean, I feel like I'm on the downhill now, but the last couple of months have been really busy. My husband's done a lot more with the kids than normal. Um, because I've been trying to hire and train my team and get ready for stepping back. And so it's only been probably last week that I was like, ah, there's space in my week. Like, where everything is done, which is great. And so now I can get ahead so that I can have two full months where I can choose if I work or not. And if I want to extend it, then I have the option to do that. But yeah, that is totally the beauty of it and try time blocking. If you haven't, it will, as long as you actually stick to it and don't ignore your calendar, you, it will change your mindset so much. It really helps. It really, really helps.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's uh, turn the corner here a little bit. Can you talk to us about the social marketing method?
1: I would love to talk about the social marketing method. (laughs) So this is what I created when a lot of my clients or a lot of my audience, the people that I was speaking to didn't want to run Facebook ads or didn't want to run ads for their business. They weren't quite there yet or they only needed a handful of clients. So it wasn't really viable And so this is the way that I explain how to use social media as a tool to actually get clients, because a lot of people think, oh, I need to do Facebook. Oh, hang on. What am I going to post? Oh, here's a selfie. Oh, here's a beautiful flower outside. I'm going to post that. Great. I did my post for today. And that's kind of not the point. <laughs> you, you're wasting your time. You're not going to, that's not going to get you a client. And I'm not saying don't take a photo, a selfie or a picture of a flower if you can, you know, if that's related to your strategy. So I think we need to start with how do we actually serve our clients and what are we trying to lead them to? So how are we providing the the ultimate solution for our client, because that's where we should start. We should start with the problem. What are they struggling with? What are we helping them to overcome or do or be or whatever that thing is for you? And how can you package that in a way? So we need to make sure that we're working with a good offer. If you're selling a $15 widget, or even you know even a hundred dollar widget, it's going to be really hard for you to get the money that you that you want to to get for yourself in your business if that's not a reoccurring kind of thing. So if you're just selling one off low value products, it's going to be really hard work because you have to sell a thousand of them to to make a big difference. And that's a whole lot of clients. So if you make sure that what you are selling, first of all, is, is really high value and you package it as the ultimate solution. So they when people come to you, they wouldn't have just fallen across this problem and start this problem would have started it's probably that they've tried a few things and so you need to package it as this is the thing that's going to solve this for you and then from there you will know what they need to know and think and believe about you in order to say yes to that thing so they need they're going to need to know a few things because when they come in when they first find out about you or where they are right now, they're going to have certain preconceptions. They're going to have certain ideas about your industry. They're going to have a certain frame of mind that probably doesn't align with them saying yes immediately as soon as they see your offer. So, for example, in my agency, I'm working with home builders and trades. They're very sceptical of digital marketing, kind of like I am of the mechanic. Like, I don't know what they're doing. I just take it there. He tells me it's, you know, $600 and I pay him. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's no trust really there. Yep. <laughs> if, even if he tells me, I'm going to be like, okay, good. Like, <laughs> and, and people are coming into marketing thinking that, you know, everyone every man and their dog uh, you know every teenager in their grandma's basement is calling themselves a marketing agency which is kind of true and that there's not a whole lot of transparency there which is unfortunately the case we have a lot of clients come to us who don't have access to their own ad accounts, who had no idea what their marketing agency was doing for them. They just paid them to get them a certain amount of leads and gave them access to everything. And so that's where they're coming from. There's a lot of distrust there. There's a lot of, I think it's expensive. I don't think I'm gonna get results. I'm not, this isn't gonna be collaborative. You're gonna take over my business. And we are so far from that because we are a family-based small business. We are totally transparent. We are very collaborative. Everything that our clients have, they own. And so they need to know and think and believe that about us before they're going to be willing to say yes to what we have to offer. And so that is the job of your content is to move your client from where from their current reality that is sitting in their mind, their current perception, all of those prior experiences, and move them over to your reality where they know what they need to know about you and your product and service, and they believe that that is the ultimate solution. So that is where, that is the job of you. All, all of your content, including your social media, is to move them down that buyer journey. I've been talking to you for a long time. I'll start for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's really good information because um, I always tell people, it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. A lot of my listeners are in direct sales, but whether they're in direct sales, it doesn't matter what your business is. It's about building relationship. It's about building trust and being authentic and, and having people see you and your brand as like who you are. They're, they're not necessarily buying because of the product because thousands of other people could be selling the same product as you but it's Mm -hmm. about building that relationship and trust with them and I think some people are too afraid to show that on social media or maybe they don't know how. Um Mm -hmm. and so can you talk about branding a little bit as well because I have people all the time who they will tag me and things with related to coffee because people know I drink coffee all day every day like that's my big thing or yellow, like they know I love my yellow clothes, like just little things like that, that I have branded myself with that people will, they think of me, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think some people really know how to do that, to build a relationship with a brand. So can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Of course. So when you are thinking about your branding, you need to know what it is that, that you stand for and don't be afraid to stand for something. It's, it's okay not, Everyone is going to like you and that's a good thing because there are billions of people on the planet and you do not need billions of clients. So I think most of us try to sit kind of vanilla in the middle because we don't want to be disliked and we have to just step past that and own who we are and it doesn't mean that you have to share every single thing about yourself you don't have to share what you're having for breakfast if you don't want to you don't have to share you know your child's milestones if you don't want to um you but you do have to choose what you're going to stand for what you want to be known for and it doesn't have to be everything just make it a few things make it you know yeah yellow coffee exercise like whatever it is about you that that you love doing that you are happy to share for people that you are happy to be known for so I've um locally to to me there is a a branding a personal branding expert her name's Suze Chadwick and she has a a podcast as well and she says what's the hill that you that you want to die on (laughs) basically (laughs) what's the thing what's the thing that you would be willing um to have that as, you know, the be all and end all. And so come up with a handful of things that that you are going to actively put into your content. And when you are planning out your content, think about it in terms of the buyer journey. So first of all, people need to become aware of you and then they need to consider working with you um, and consider your your product that, that you've got. Then they need to take action, and then you want them to refer. You want them to take that next step and close the loop, and um, and be selling for you. So that so awareness, consideration, action, and referral. That's what we want them to do. I felt like I was missing one, but I don't think I am. <laughs> And so before like there's going to be different content at the start than there is later on. So with the awareness stage, you don't really want to be talking all about you. You want to make sure that there's content in there that just speaks to your client and just speaks to their problem, just speaks to how what you're selling will is going to actually help them. It's going to transform their life, has, is going to you know, make their life better in some way. Then that next step, when people are actually following you, engaging with your stories on all of that, this needs to be about you. This needs to be like your personal Ten Commandments. This is the fact that you love coffee. This is the fact that, you know, how you are using your your product to, to change your own life, how it's benefiting you, how, you know, the ways that you are, the testimonials, like everything, honestly, think about it as... as um, as your founding pillars that like you it's that's about you, but you are always leading them towards the sale, but just through the lens of you, but don't be afraid to share about you because that people buy from people. And you probably know that there's a cafe that you go to or a shop that you go to that maybe even the cafe isn't the best coffee maybe next door is the best coffee but this one has the Italian barista who is always really cheerful and remembers your name and knows what coffee you have and so you go there because you feel good when you go there even though the coffee might not be the best coffee you've ever had in your life and you need to create that that connection with with your people and with thousands of people selling your thing how are they going to differentiate you if they don't know what your values are if they can't align themselves with you or align themselves away from you they they can't do that if they don't have if they don't know what your values are if they don't know who who you are and more and more as the barrier to entry to online business comes down, that is the thing that, that differentiates us is, is us. So if we don't put that in, there's nothing to differentiate us and there's going to be no connection.
0: You hit on something that's really big that I talk about too, is that like, you're not for everyone and that's okay. And I think, um, I think there are people who are just under not okay with that. You know, their business isn't where they want it to be quite yet. And so they're, They want to be for everybody because they want their business to pick up. But the fact of the matter is you're not for everybody. And so if you're not niching down enough, then you're speaking to everybody. And therefore you're speaking to nobody and your business won't grow. But if you're, I've got people who are still with me, who are not coffee lovers. And they, they just asked me the other day, they said, Amber, I hate to tell you this, but I don't like coffee. (laughs) They'll be friends. Um <laughs> it, <laughs> yes, we can still be friends. Uh, but what would you say to the person who's really just kind of feeling lost? Like what would be their next step with with branding, with creating content, using social media that really sells?
1: Okay. So I would say get out a notebook and write down what the things that you would like to talk about are. So what are the things that people need to know and think and believe about you in terms of your product and service and write down like between three and seven things, so three and seven pillars that you are going to talk about over and over and over. So that might be, so for me, it's probably marketing, definitely, Um, being, being being a mom and general kind of business ownership, things is probably, you know, the majority of my content fits into one of those three, one of those three pillars. Then you'll need to think about, well, what do I stand for? For me, I stand for ambition and motherhood at the same time. I stand for complete transparency with marketing strategy. I stand for teaching people actually the how, not just, you know, kind of the what they should be doing. And so think about the things that you want to be known for. And then come up with a social media plan or a content plan. So for example for for me, I'll do one main piece of content every single week. And then I will break that up into pieces and that is my social media for the week. So For me, I've got a podcast and that, so that is my one main piece of content that comes out every Monday. And then little pieces of that, little lessons from that podcast is what goes out on email. It's what I do videos about. It's what comes out on my social media feed. And so it's all about that one thing, basically all of the week, but different elements of it and different formats and different things so come up with a plan you can have one topic every week and if you think about what you're talking about so say you're talking about health and wellness you there's so much that you can talk about and you in your area are expert level 10 your audience are expert level two at best so don't be afraid to take it right back to the start and talk about what is wellness why should we you know why should we um actually be incorporating self-care and all of those things because it's not it doesn't matter that other people are talking about it. You have to just put your blinkers on and be you and think, how am I serving my client? Because the way that you deliver it is going to be different to the way that someone else delivers it. And the way where I know a lot of people too, don't get stuck here talking about having content because they think, oh, well, that person's five years ahead of me and look what they're doing. And I, how, how dare I actually talk about this? But there's going to be people behind you too that are going to look to you. And so you have to just take your eyes off yourself and put your eyes on your customer and think, what is the best solution for them? How can I actually help them? Okay, this is what it is. I'm not going to look at anyone else now. I'm just going to outwork the plan. So I would start there. So think about what your content pillars are. Think about what you want to share, come up with a plan and that's your content piece. That's then you've got it done. Then just work the plan for three months. Don't look at the stats. Don't look at who's liking and who's following and who's who's on your Facebook lives and just shut your eyes to it for three months and be consistent and then look back and go, okay, that worked really well. That didn't, that did, that didn't, and then tweak the strategy and do it again for three months because you will be so surprised at how many people are just voyeurs on social media we just scroll we don't like <laughs> we you know we i had i had a client the other day who bought my 12 month you know multi-thousand dollar package who i had never seen their name before <laughs> i <I'd never, laughs> I didn't know who they were until they had booked until I was face to face with them on a consultation call, but she had been watching my content for months, just not commenting, not doing anything. So don't get discouraged because if you are serving and you're coming from that place of just, this is what I'm doing. This is my plan for three months. And then I'll assess, then you will get some traction in that time. That is so, so good. So much, so much right there. So much gold. That was absolutely
0: fantastic. People are watching us all the time. Right. And even if we don't see the results, like it's, it's happening. People are watching and then people come out of the woodwork and sign multi-thousand dollar contracts with us. Right.
1: Yeah. If you're sowing the seeds, then the roots are growing, but you need to be watering them all the time. You need to be, you need to keep ordering. You can't abandon them after two weeks because then you're not going to see the fruit. And then from there, what, what we need to do is be connecting with people. So figure out where your audience are hanging out, what other brands they love, where they are on social media and go and find them and go and talk to them. So whether that is spending 15 minutes a day in four different Facebook groups, just offering value, not selling, not friend requesting, just chatting there consistently. So if you're in a group 15 minutes a day answering questions, then you are going to get those friend requests yourself and you are going to get people reaching out to you, but you need to give before that law of reciprocity is going to kick in. And so whether you do that on Instagram and you go and follow the accounts of the people that you think might be interested in your thing. Again, we want to do this with authenticity. We're not going to be liking public uh, private accounts. You're not going to be going. You know, you're only going to go and like the the accounts and connect with the people that you are genuinely interested in following. But by engaging and by strategically expanding your your network of the people that you're engaging with on social media, and then just being a good human, then you are going. People are going to follow you back, and then you have the chance to DM them. Then you have the chance to send them a message and start that conversation. Who are you? How you know how you know? This is what I offer. How can I help you? But uh, you know, a lot more <laughs> refined than how it just came out. <laughs> but you're just going to be a really nice person in 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 the DMs. Basically, you're just going to be be you.
0: Yep. And serve, 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 right? That's what we do as entrepreneurs. We serve. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, can you tell my listeners where they can find you?
1: Yes. You can find me uh, on Instagram at Annalise.warn. So it's A N N E L I S E.W O R N because my name's very strangely spelled. Um, I also have a Facebook group where I'm live every week. That's the social marketing method. So come and find me in there and message me because um, I promise you I'll, I'll reply. I'll help you out. That's, yeah, I, I love actually giving actionable strategies. So come to me with with the problem that you're having and I will. I'll help you find a solution.
0: Awesome. One last question for you, Annalise. What does it mean to you to live fiercely?
1: To live fiercely? I think to live fiercely is to live what I want for me and not think about what societal expectations are and not to not to give in to the norm and but say yes to to my dreams and 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 go for them love it that's for me awesome
0: thanks for being here today thanks so much for having me it's been really fun thanks for listening to the live fiercely podcast if you love what you heard today make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss when a new episode drops And be sure to leave me a review or take a screenshot and tag me over on social where I will feature you in my Insta stories. Until next time, girlfriend, keep on living fiercely.